0: Ladies and gentlemen, a very good evening and a warm welcome to the Red and Blue Review. Uh, it's the first game of the season, isn't it? I believe it's the first game of the season that we played yesterday because I was away for the first two two games. And before I get on to anything, you can see we've got lots of guests on this evening. A very special show this evening. I must say a massive thank you to gel and to Ian Lyons, uh, sorry, Ian Noble for hosting so well in my absence. I watched every single second of it out in Spain and you guys did a cracking job. So thank you so much for everything you did. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started into the show, if you're watching this live, please hit the share button, start your own watch party. Uh, you can find us later on on Twitter, YouTube, at any time. Download or listen to this on all your major podcast provider. You'll simply ask your Alexa to play the latest red and blue review podcast. So let's introduce the team. We have a completely different lineup again tonight. Welcome, my wingman, Gel Hoyo. How are you doing, mate? Because I haven't seen much of you recently I hope you're well buddy
1: <laughs> Yeah I'm alright mate I'm alright just self. about
0: So uh, before we get on to the guests And I'm going to do that in a second Even I can see everybody in the chat, good evening to you Jill will be saying hello to you shortly uh, Jill, you've been gold digging today How would you get on?
1: Silver Silver oh, and found- copper, no gold it,
0: ladies and gentlemen. I think, yeah, yeah. I've, had a, I've had a good day those of you who don't know, in his in his off time, in his downtime, and he doesn't get very much of it. Um, he does uh metal detecting and he's a very keen enthusiast. I take the piss out of him constantly about it, of course, okay, because it's my job. Uh, but he's very keen on it. So it's uh and and thank you for everything you've done in my home over the last two months, buddy. My house is looking splendid because of you. And now we're gonna move over to Teresa Baker. Welcome back, hun. How are you?
2: I'm good,
0: Nick. How are you? How was your I'm, holiday? I had a lovely time, thank you. I'm all rested. Not, you can't see me white bits, okay? I'm not letting you do that. You okay. Um, good, Teresa, I see you behind you. you you've got some, um, uh, thank you for your comments, Paul. I can see them in the chat. Joe will read them out later on. Uh, Teresa, I can see you've got some very special guests with you. Introduce have- Teresa Kind.
2: Okay, we're still talking. Um, <laughs> Just <laughs> behind me, that's Lou. She's my sister-in-law. And to my left, my brother, that's Patrick. They're both city season ticket holders.
0: They're both. So, uh, right, I'm going to start with you two first of you. Pat and Lou, welcome to the Red and Blue Review. You are more than welcome. We are pretty friendly on here, I've got to tell you. Uh, I think we we even had a Brighton fan on here once, and we were actually quite nice to him as well. So, uh, (laughs) okay, so pre-show, you'll be aware of my thoughts on Liverpool. So, ladies and gentlemen in the chat, let me tell you about the conversation that we were having before we went live. I said to them, am I a bad person for actually wanting Man City to beat Palace yesterday and for Bournemouth to get something out of Liverpool? Now, we know Man City did win and we know Bournemouth got uh, a Tonkin from that lot, okay? Because of my pure hatred for anything that comes out of Merseyside, am I a bad <laughs> person? And what are your thoughts, uh, Lou and Pat? I, I
3: think I would have been quite happy for Palace to have beaten City and Bournemouth to have beaten Liverpool. Uh, I'm I, I would go with that. If, if if Liverpool get beaten, I'm I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, me too. Any day of the week. Okay, and I've got another question for you before we get into other bits and pieces because we've got loads to go through tonight. Um, tell me why can, I know you're up north and people we take the. Piss at the north and south divide and all the rest of it. Lou, why can't you come up with your own songs? <laughs>
4: it's it's difficult to try and get a song that goes with Guardiola, apart from yes. stealing yours. Um, it is a bit of a tricky word, so um, so yeah, I'm, I, I do apologise for um stealing your song, but I, I just think we put a nice twist to it.
0: I'll be honest with you. I like anything blue that comes out of Manchester. I've got this thing about red, as you can tell. So I I can't stand the red side of Manchester. I can't stand the red side of Liverpool. Blue, I I really have. Yeah, I've got warm feelings about that blue side of Manchester, apart from that bloody song. That's (laughs) our song. And you've got no damn right, okay? Guys, thank you for joining us on the Red and Blue review. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, out of Facebook land, uh, Mitchell Patel was, was supposed to be joining us this evening, but sadly he's had a little bit of bad news at home, so he's, bot, he's bailed out at the very last minute. So between the four of us, five of us, we're going to go through uh, yesterday's game in a few minutes, okay? but we've got some other bits and pieces to catch up on first. Um, Teresa, anyway, tell me, how was your day, you say? How was your experience? Started off brilliant. The morning was great.
2: I got sneaked into the city um, fan area. My hoodie on, my palace top on underneath, I was undercover, had an amazing fish and chips, did, and that was good, went into the ground, first 45 minutes, dreamland.
0: Yeah, which we'll come yeah. on to in, in great detail in a minute though, though. so okay. I'm going to kick off, I'm going to kick off if you don't mind, uh, ah Chloe, I can see Chloe's out there, evening guys, I'll be on in the next few weeks. Chloe uh, Francesco Johnson will be another member of the panel very shortly. We'll be talking to this afternoon, and those two dates are fine, Chloe, that we discussed earlier. I look forward to having you on then. Um, we're going to kick off, if you don't mind, about the Academy, because there's been some more movements from the Academy. Chris forward, Luke Plange, and how did you say it last week, T? What's his name? Was it Plange you were having trouble with? She's gone mute. Who, me? Yeah. Was it Luke Plange you were struggling with? No, I didn't. I think it was you. I think it was you. And uh, defender Jake <laughs> O'Brien have joined Belgium side RWD Molenbeek on loan, subject to international clearance. Plange 19 and O'Brien 21 will spend the rest of the 22-23 season at the Edmund Matchings Stadium in Molenbeek. Uh, Molenbeek looked to gain promotion from the from Belgium's First Division B uh, it, it, I don't think there's any coincidence the fact that our uh, co chairman or co director John Texter is a major shareholder in RWD Molenbeek. Uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to track their progress throughout the course of the season. Uh, moving on to the ladies, the ladies are having a barnstorming start to the season. They are, just so you know, they are playing in the championship, which is one down but one below the uh WSL they've played two so far and one two uh yet uh they beat Coventry City yesterday 3-0 uh great uh, a great performance goals just on half time by Molly Sharp uh Blanchard got uh, the second in the 64th minute and we got a late injury time winner from Hughes there is some uh, there's the, there's the lineup for you. there is some news come out from the ladies uh that everybody needs to be aware about uh, about the season tickets. Yes, they do season tickets. Look at that. How about that for value for money? This includes all home games, most of which are played over Gelsway. Uh, where it, what's, the, what's the name? I can't remember. And some of them are even played at Sellers Park. So from 45, 45 quid for all the, their league games this season. If you, you know, bear, bear in mind Pallets are away half the season, that would be an ideal opportunity if you get on, and go and support the girls. I fully intend to get down to two or three games this season myself. I did I did state that I was going to go to the next one, which is that one there. It's coming home. The girls are actually playing on Sellers Park Sunday, the 18th of September, a 12.30 kickoff. Under-16s go free, and adults from only a fiver, unless, of course, you've got your new season ticket. Now, I did state, and I have told uh, the people at Palace Ladies that I own, I and hopefully a couple of members of the Red and Blue Review team will be coming down there. Uh, my wife sadly told me last night that I won't be on, on going on that game because apparently we're going out. Um, so how does that leave Palace after two Palace Ladies after two games? Well, we are top of the league. Crystal Palace are played two one two six points. They're tied on points with Bristol City Ladies, okay, but they have got uh, a better goal difference. So Palace are <laughs> currently. Top of the league, so congratulations to them. Right, I suppose we uh, better start talking about. We're going to gel. Uh, did you did you see the Oxford game, Gel? Go on, mate.
1: Uh, well, just I didn't see it. No, I didn't see it, the game. I've seen the uh, the goals. <coughs> yeah, but uh I think we're going to go into uh, into the chat now. Yeah, probably I means, do the chat now. All right. Well, I mean, usually we're here before this, but uh, first person in the night, Renshaw Barker, uh, Paul Holden, which is everyone a happy bank holiday weekend, Daniel Garlic, John Knox. Nice to see you, John. Uh, we will get to talking about those shirts you want me to take out of Africa, mate. Uh, Tony P. Quinn, Gary Clark, he says, we were robbed. Um, call the police, mate. Grand Kitcher, he says, evening, hey, guys, hope you're all good. James Convey, uh, Paul Bristow, Fergus Tidd, Ian Roberts, Paul Grant, Jason Green, uh, Steve Chandler, Matthew, Luca, Matty Cannon, nice to see you there, Matty, I spoke to you for a little while, Lee Clark, um, yeah, amongst, uh, usual suspects, Brad, uh, Campagnac, hope you're well, Brad, continue getting better, yes, so, if you've got any questions for, uh, for our guest city fans, you know, they're the ones the ones that look considerably richer than us. And and
0: and they are obviously north-south divide, but don't get they don't have big fuel bills because obviously they're just they're still burning lots of coal up there, of course. Uh, <laughs> Lee Lockwood says, Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> anyway. So we're just going to touch very briefly on the Oxford game. Uh, second half goals from Odson, and Edouard and Luca Milivojevic which helped Crystal Palace overcome Oxford United to reach the Carabao Cup third round. The League One side had performed well without threatening their Premier League v- visitors, who finally broke the deadlock on the 71st minute. Uh, second half substitute, Jeffrey Schlup, who, by the way, played really well, fed Frenchman Edouard, it was a great ball through uh, to Edouard uh, to fire past the Oxford keeper, McGinsey. Milivojevic made it 2-0 from the spot on the stroke of full-time. Uh, it ends the run of four EFL Cup exits without scoring a goal for Palace, who had lost their last four games in the competition, including twice on penalties. So how does that leave us then? So then, the, we were looking for a nice, a decent draw, maybe Crawley Town, even, even that scumbag club down on the south coast. What do we get lumbered with? We got lumbered with the Geordies up in Newcastle, an away trip. I mean, I don't even know why Newcastle still exists. I I think we should give it to Sweden or Norway. It's closer than it is to us. Um, But anyway, so we've got a a full-round draw away in in Land. If out in Facebook land you are going to that game, tell us in the chat because you deserve my most unbridled uh, thanks and well done because I couldn't do it. I mean, the only time I would go up there personally is if we flew up there uh, and I've considered it. Are you going up there, streets?
2: What Newcastle? I can't go to Newcastle I'm working
0: Working, oh that old, that old one. Do they work? In, does, does your brother and your sister in law work?
4: Of course we do. How can we afford to really? see tickets if we don't?
0: Oops! <laughs> really? <laughs> Jill's about to be sick, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's get let's crack on with yesterday because. I think, you know, it's, it's fair to say it was a game of two halves. Luce, could we start with perhaps the lineup, please? Uh, the, the first change, well, there's only one change yesterday, uh, to accommodate us game five at the back. Uh, you'll see that Nathaniel Klein came into the scene in place of the injured Zaha. Is he injured, ladies and gentlemen, or is he talking to somebody else? We'll come on to that a little bit later yes. in the show. The record, there, in goal, Klein, Ward, Anderson, Geeky, Mitchell, Ayu, Schlapp, Decore, Eze, and Edward. And a little bit disappointing for me was that uh, Alisi was on the bench. Uh, I thought with Zaha being out, there was an opportunity there for maybe Alisi. I know he's still coming back from injury, but maybe that was an opportunity to give him a full, full 90 minutes. Uh, Gel, your thoughts on the lineup, mate, please?
1: Yes, strong lineup. Obviously, apart from Ayu, Alisi's not, but um, you know. But anyway, um, just need to go back to to one thing. You you keep saying um, Uh The Palace players were were made to sort of explain their own their own names uh, a couple of weeks ago on social media, and he actually said his name is Gaye. G-A-Y so G A Y pronunciation. You're going to need to go back to infant school, all right? The phonetics are G A Y E. All right, Gaye, not Gee. G-A-Y. Anyway, um, yeah, strong side, obviously, apart from, for me, apart from Ayu, but, uh, but yeah, it was a bit sad to not see Wilf there, but, again, you know, behind the scenes, many of us um, didn't see lumps get kicked out of him last week, and then all of a sudden, he's not playing, The, the you know, the rumours, I did say to you, I said to you weeks ago, this Gallagher thing, it was never dead, it was never dead, and, I just think that we, I mean, a straight swap. I imagine what they would want for him, what we what we would want for Wilf. We're not going to get what we think Wilf's worth, um, and it's the years have gone by where he was worth seventy million to us. He isn't worth seventy million now to us because we have players that can sort of play in his place as such. So um, yeah, I, I, I immediately thought that that, that that was the end of Wilf for us. I'll be amazed if he plays for us again. The only way that that it won't happen, if if this is true, which I think it is, um, is if uh, he can't agree personal terms. If he wants more than 200 a week. Um, But, yeah, strong
0: side.
1: Uh, Obviously, you've got to play your strongest side.
0: Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Facebook landing. Uh, we are going to do the game. I am putting off the inevitable. I know we're going to have to talk about the game in a minute, and we will do. Uh, I need to introduce you, uh, Nigel Croucher up in Newcastle. Oh,
5: sorry, hey. I mean, Sun- Sunland. Sorry. Sunland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunland. Um, how you doing, mate? Doing fine,
0: yeah? Uh, uh, we've got a bleeding North- North takeover here tonight. What's going on? <laughs> Oh, just close the place. Anything anything of What for forget? Just close it. <laughs> uh, Nigel, tell me uh, we've done the introductions and we're going to do the game in a minute. Thank you for all your work in the background. I really appreciate it. Nice. Tell us about your day today. I want to know uh, everybody's benefit. Nigel has been today to the Gemma Leaf um, Charity Football Game between Crystal Palace and Hartlepool. The game, the game, is set up with Crystal Palace fans when we found out when we played them in the FA Cup. For your benefit pat and lou okay we set uh, that they, they set up uh, a big fund to help gemma lee who is uh the ma- the manager's wife who's seriously critically ill with cancer okay and she, we're helping her fund her go fund page try and get and we got, got i think we raised some the funds are over 90 grand at the moment but we the palace fans in the space of 48 hours raised over 60 grand for a for a treatment and the two sets of fans have formed a little bit of a bond uh, and today it culminated in today there's a charity football game, again in Gemma's uh, name. Nigel, how did they, how did they briefly, how did, not, did they go? It was a
5: total success. Um, so we, we couldn't completely fill the Palace side, so we did have some Pooleys take, um, take our side as well. But, um, we played um, 30 minutes each way. Okay, um, Palace came out winning 5 3. Excellent. Um, and I say, sort of money wise, um, that there must have been, I think, over a thousand pounds raised. Um, Thanks. Barry Flint, who's the, the Palace lead on this, um, he had a Palace shirt that he put up for auction, and he, he's saying it's an anonymous bidder, but he had a one off bid of 500 pounds for a sure. shirt, really. So he just snapped their hands off. At, well, he took that. He said the closest bid before that was 150. Um, we had a raffle. I say one of our signed programs was one of the prizes. And uh, I say our, our very own uh, Rob Cranfield won that. So. Well done, Rob. I, I heard that earlier in the day. Rob, I understand you won that uh, signed Steve Coppel uh, program. So good stuff, mate. I'm delighted for that. Yeah, Thank so I'll, I'll give him that at St James's Park next Saturday when I see him there. Good. Um, and I, I reckon on the raffle they must have made five hundred pound plus, and they had two signed Hartlepool shirts, which the locals were bidding for. I think one went for seventy five, and the other one went for eighty. So, any members of the family there, Nige? Pardon? Any members of the family? My, my family. I took my my good lady all, wife. Gemma, Gemma family. Sorry, German family. No, they um. They're having a family holiday, I believe it was Mallorca, and I say Barry actually showed me a, a video he received from Graham Lee either last night or this morning, wishing everybody luck for today's match. He
0: actually it uh, was actually on Twitter yesterday, and uh, I commented on our behalf and said that we would be chatting about it tonight. So uh, Graham and Gemma, if you are watching this. On behalf of everybody at Red and Blue Review, I will send you a link to this show. We wish Gemma every every success in her treatment, okay? And we are all rooting for you with our love. Uh, And I know that's going to be echoed by the entire team. On tonight, Um, thank you for all your efforts on that night. That was was great work up there. I'm really, I'm really chuffed we were represented, and I'm delighted. I suppose we better do it. So, uh, Man City inevitably ran out four-two winners yesterday uh, at the Etihad. Uh, First-half goals uh, for Palace, one uh, own goal from Stones and a bullet header from Anderson on the 21st minute gave Palace a very surprising 2-0 lead in the break, but uh, answered in the second half a Bernardo Bernardo Silver goal in the 53rd minute and a hat-trick, and I'm coming to you you two up up north first, from this freak of a human being. Can we start (laughs) off with that? Um, I am a straight male, married... Isn't he, isn't he a beautiful <laughs> specimen? Isn't he a gorgeous specimen? Just... Yeah, Tell me about Go God, talk to me about Holland.
3: Uh, What's we'll there, Nick? What's we'll there to say? He's he's an absolute beast, isn't he? Oh. And if you, if you've got him running at your defence, uh, he's so
4: strong.
2: isn't
3: What he? what can you yeah.
4: do?
3: He's. I mean, I.
0: Without boring everybody, we just had a new kitchen fitted, new TV up on the wall, and this the morning I was watching the match of the day highlights, and I actually froze the picture. My missus was sitting in this chair, and uh, looking at the TV screen, which is right there, and I said, look at that. Mm. I mean, <laughs> that is sex on legs, and I'm a straight yeah. man. He's gorgeous.
3: He's- he's, well, I, I wouldn't say he's the best-looking man I've ever seen in my life. No, um, he's got a face like a thump. But if <laughs> if, if he's running at you, full, full tilt. He, he, he's got... He, he's he's got a Yaya Toure sort of esque, but more of a finisher. That's I think I... He's,
4: very, he's very lazy. You only have to look at how many touches he does with the ball. I remember a couple of weeks ago. I think he had two touches in ninety minutes, and some of our fans were like, "Oh, you know, he's not going to fit in. He's not this. He's not that." But we've we've gone a couple of years of having a false number nine. That it's it's weird. that they they, they get the ball and they forget sometimes that we've got this beast up front that can just put a goal in using any part of his anatomy, uh, especially Foden, bless him. You know, he still keeps trying to get the goals in when most of the time Haaland's in a much better position. So I think it kind of it clicked. But it was only the second half. The first half, again, it was like, oh, good God. Um, yes. I, d- I don't know what Pep said at half-time, but when they came out, when we did the, the double substitution, that just seemed to put all the pieces in place for him to just absolutely go mad. Run right. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
5: We'll, do, we'll, um, do, we'll, do, we'll do
0: the second half in a second about, and we're coming on to the first half now but interesting you mentioned Phil Foden last yeah. year in my opinion Phil Foden was the only thing that was ever spoken about with Man City Yeah, the, the, it was Phil Foden and the rest um, this year if you notice with Haaland joining your team the focus of attention has been taken away from Foden altogether uh, and it's yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. It's, it's, on, it's on that uh, Man Beauty but um, anyway Nigel Talk it through the first... I got
1: anger No, Jill, do the your chat first, would you? Before we do the goals. No, I don't, I don't want to... Well, just there's, two, there's one little bit in the chat first. Paul Bristow said he's travelling to New next week from Plymouth. It's a 192 miles. I just hope you're getting the train and not driving, otherwise it will cost you a fortune. Um, the thing about Foden, he's, he, he's football he should have a little bit of pressure taken. I think he's just signed a four-year deal worth 200 grand a week. That's what I read the other day. I don't know whether that is true or not, but um, but he's rewarded for that fantastic season that he had, or, you know, since he's been got into the first team. But the thing is, you know, it's not just the City fans that have known about Foden for ages. You know, he's a bit, pretty much a bit of a prodigy. And I heard his name mentioned a long, long time ago. And he is... He is definitely the, the future. I'm sending it out for England as well. Um, but, yeah. But if you, if you if you can allow me to go in just before we start, um, I'll tell you what, go to the... Because most of these comments now are about the red or red stroke yellow that that Harland should have got, the disallowed goals. Um, so, yeah, go on, take it away for the first goal.
5: Yeah, um, I say I've only seen the highlights. I haven't had time to watch the full run back. But the first goal um, actually sort of came from uh, John Stones. Uh, he he put it in the in the back of the net for us. But I still think uh, we we would have gotten sort of a ball uh, toe on the ball, and we would have claimed that anyhow. So as, a,
0: he, as a as a free kick uh, on our right, their left, uh, it seems to. Come off the back of who did we say pre-show was? Carl Walker. Carl Walker came off Carl Walker's back and just hit him on the knee and, and went past and went past the, the keeper. He had no chance. I mean, before they before he even realised it, got past him. He was in the back of the net. Uh, very fluky, very uh, very lucky. But I suppose yeah I said the other thing we were talking about pre-show, ladies and gentlemen, Facebook man. When last did we score two goals from set pieces? I can't remember scoring. Uh, to uh, a single goal from a corner. I can't remember the last time we scored a goal from from a corner, but uh yeah that ball I think it touched somebody else on the way you know, just looking at it now. Uh and then and then of course on very quickly uh on the 21st minute we were two nil up and talking about gorgeous handsome men uh our yo Joachim Anderson uh super bullet header again from another as a uh, as a corner straight into the straight into the net. So got you to uh, our guests I'd like your your thoughts and what was said at that point behind the goal
3: um, I, I think I said to you Nick I, I, I basically run the, uh, the Twitter feed for uh, the supporters club in Macclesfield up here. Uh, I think my tweet at the at, at half time was awful just awful. Uh, we fight to the end. Uh, come on, blues, basically, and um, I, I, I was struggling to work out if City had actually even turned up. They were just laxadaisical, They weren't on the money. They were just awful. Luke,
0: no, in your opinion, what do you, was it? Was it Pep's tactics in the first half, or uh, was it it's just two, we had two shots on, on target and, and got two goals?
4: I just thought Palace was too good. And I don't know whether maybe psychologically, because they always whoop our ass uh, the past couple of years, home and away, maybe that was at the back of the mind. Because even the, um, the pre-match interviews that they did with Pep, it was all, Palace are the only ones that have done this. Palace are the only ones, you know, who have come away with points. And Palace are And it was Palace, Palace, Palace. And I don't know whether maybe the players came out thinking, we're going to lose it again. Um, it's just a case of by how many. I mean, we had people um, a few roads behind us that left after 22 minutes. Mm-hmm and i've never well, seen
0: time. really yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: never seen that ever and i'm thinking good god you know it cost enough to go and watch the football without leaving after 22 minutes but i think until t turned around and said that zaha hadn't traveled and i was like thank god i think that that was the tiny glimmer of hope that i thought oh you know we might come away with a point if we're lucky um but had zaha played no it, it would have been another you know t always has to buy us dinner when uh, when really? Palace beat us, and we've had a couple of nice meals
3: over the last couple of years, so uh <laughs> this is kind of a bit of a yeah. But like, well, like seriously, he 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 turned around at 22 minutes and went, "I ain't watching this shit," and walked out.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm going to hold you to there because I'm coming back to you in a minute, Gel. To you, uh you know, I'm sure the entire Palace fan base knows my opinion on people leaving the game early. Think Sunderland, 4-0 at half-time. Gell, what's your sure personal thoughts on people leaving the game like that?
5: Well, you
1: <laughs> pay your money, you take your choice. Don't have to, don't have to stay, do you? You know what I mean? It's, um, but I wouldn't have left on 22 minutes. I mean, I might have left at uh, half-time. Well, I wouldn't have left at half-time, but I'm just saying, you know... It's, but I, I have, I know you you, can you leave him, but but I don't. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, for me, 22 minutes when you've got potentially the board in the world. I mean, you've got probably the best midfielder in the world, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. I mean, that's all you have got, though. He's, he's four of the best in the world, and you're playing about, Five six million pound a week for that first team in wages, um, but I, I, I would stay there all day every day. I mean, he, they, they, they were two nil down last week and drew three three. You're always going to concede goals. If you go after them you you know you, you, all you got you have to be is absolutely clinical. So it's it's as simple as that. But, but yeah, if you want to go 20, 20 some. I, I think that's a, a, a little bit um, pretentious.
3: Sorry, Nick. We're, I'm, I'm really struggling to hear Gel. so I don't know if that's his connection. Oh, he's
4: mute.
3: Nick's on mute. Are you on mute, Nick? Nick, you're on mute. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I was. Um, Pat, I'm going to ask you a question, if you don't mind. Jill just raised a very good point, okay, that you are susceptible in defence, okay, you are as average in defence as you are brilliant in attack.
3: Mm. Would that be fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so, at times. Um Okay, go although, on.
0: Although,
4: Edison has got the golden glove for the past two seasons, so we must be doing
0: something reasonable, maybe. But doesn't that, I mean, look, okay, let's pick up, pick up on what you just said. Edison's got the golden glove, okay. Doesn't that tell you about a weakness in front of him? It? it would do me if I was a who is a Palace fan. Not their level it will be, but...
4: It's, it's, I don't know. It's, again, it's a bit mad when you when you hear some of the very, very fickle City fans, especially uh, the new City fans, shall we say, that aren't used to getting beaten. Hmm. They seem to just be laying into Edison, saying he's not a great shot stopper. Um, it's because of his defence that we don't let in as many goals as we do. He just doesn't seem to be in favour at the moment with some fans, which is just bizarre, because he's, he's still an amazing number one.
0: I always thought I always thought you lot were strange up there, but that's <laughs> just about echo my thoughts, right? So it really was a, a tale of two halves. While city support was celebrated at full time, Patrick Vieira and his players were left to reflect on what might have been after a gutsy first half the display, bringing with bringing with organisation, stout defending, and some excellent counter attacking. they caught the eye with visitors and produced two wonderful deliveries, which they capitalised on. Slack defending but ladies and gentlemen it should have been three it should have been three lucy a slide please and there it is thank you now can we discuss this nigel i'm going to come to you first because you haven't said very much now the rules of the game are very simple uh the attacking player mustn't interfere it mustn't have pass interference now in my mind in that shot there the goalkeeper, Edison, has rolled the ball and it's actually hit Edward that obviously then direct, di- directly went out to Ayu. Ayu put it in the back of the net. W- Nigel, why was that goal disallowed? I
3: don't know.
5: I haven't a clue. That, to me, is 100% clear goal. Ed- Edison just didn't have any spatial awareness of who was around him. Um, because I actually screenshot that photo last night that came off match of the day, and if you let it run a second or two longer, you can actually see his hand releasing as he rolls the ball out. Um, I say VAR, I just had a mare completely Lucy,
0: Lucy. Could you put Tony's comment back up on the screen, please? Um, from a VAR point of view, there was no chance to intervene for the IU goal. However, if the ball was in the net before the whistle was blown, I'm not sure that it would have been overturned as the rule in question is open to interpretation. You're Right, from a Man City point of view, why was that goal disallowed? Because I think you thought it was a goal.
3: It, it, it was a goal. It was a goal. It was a goal. We, we were literally sat behind the goal. Uh, when it went in, we thought we were 3-0 down. I I don't understand how it wasn't given. As much as I'd like to sit here and go, it definitely wasn't, um, I can't do that.
4: No, they got it wrong. I mean, they couldn't even agree on match of the day, could they, as to whether it was or it wasn't, because it depends on which angle um, they played it. So from from that angle there, it didn't look like, you know, he interfered with play and it was a legal goal. And yet from the front, it just looked like uh, the Palace player's foot touched his hand as he was releasing it or just after he released it, like a split second after he released it. But yeah, no, we, we, we don't understand why it wasn't a goal. And Nick,
3: and the, the, the only other thing I would would add to that is we were just as confused as everyone else and none of the Palace players or the City players seemed to be bothered over it. They didn't speak to the ref, they didn't... None of the uh, uh, Palace attackers were like running up going, well, why isn't that a goal? Uh, the whistle was blown, the ball was put back and play continued. And we were as, as befuddled as what you guys were. You're on mute again, Nick.
0: <laughs> the referee from yesterday, Darren England, is actually a referee on Tuesday night against... Uh... uh, Brentford at home Uh, Brentford so uh, the Palace fans out there listening to this we have a great opportunity to uh, tell Mr England exactly what we thought Joe I'd like to know what their thoughts are in the chat please about the this Nigel coming to you next
1: on I mean no one's really sort of discussing that, that third goal um People, you know, there's a few people just saying it's a goal. But I mean, the the thing is with VAR, if it, if that can't get it right, then the, the referee can't get it right. VAR can't get it right. I I I really really don't know. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I can see John CPFC saying it's an agenda. Really don't know. Um, bar anymore it's uh it just drives me mad okay again i'm coming i'm i'm coming
0: to you three in a minute on that the uh, exact point we will do that in a minute night nice.
5: right um darren england he was a late appointment um because you know I, I put a load of stats together yeah yeah and i put the appointments uh i made that out on late thursday night and on the uh, premier league website we had graham scott so, obviously, he must have pulled a sickie late on. I'd imagine Darren England was probably the closest res- referee to drag in and t- take over Charchip. That's so, that's the only reason I think we've got him two matches on the trot. Well, as it turns out, and I,
0: I, forgive me whoever said that in the chat just a second ago, I missed, missed who actually posted it, but apparently now we haven't. He's been removed from the game on Tuesday night, and Simon Hooper has been given a of the go- Paul Bristow, thank you, Paul, is now taking the Brentford game. I appreciate that. Right, okay, you lot. Uh, I want to do uh big club bias, bastards, discuss. you on, Therese, you're on mute.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find my finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say that had that goal sc- stood, you would have scored it
3: that's just the gel really <clears throat> i also sorry nick i would also say had that goal scored i think uh it would have been a palace win i i think we would have struggled to to score more more goals you know in that, in that match with with them scoring the third they would have had the momentum they would have continued they probably would have locked up shop and said thank you very much it's been nice to in Manchester. It's nice and sunny, but we'll take the win. And I, I, it, it was definitely a, a complete game changer. I don't know why it wasn't given, um, but I'll leave you guys to sort of pick the bones out of that, really.
0: Is that, would you, I mean, have you, I'm coming to you next, Gail. Do you think there is, there is, can you understand why the medium-sized clubs and smaller clubs would say that there is such a thing as a big club bias?
3: No, no, I don't think so. I think, I think, it evens itself out over the season. Um You know, <laughs> if 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 if, 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 if uh, no, I,
0: I can't, I can't. No, I, I, I no, definitely not Joe Holyoke,
1: Respond. Go for it. it I'm it, looking
3: forward to this. When, when, when you, when you got?
1: No, I'm not going to. Just, I, I don't have to respond. It's. It, there's big club bias there literally is big club bias why why did that referee why did he why did he blow up did he actually think that that the ball had been kicked out of the goalkeeper's hands it clearly wasn't but if he if he did far looked at it the ball wasn't kicked out of his hands That the ball had been placed to him by the goalkeeper who had let go of the ball it's a goal it should be a goal and i i wish he had a score because that would have been his second goal in forty-nine games. Joe,
3: oh, Joe, Joe
1: you're a little bit. A little people bit think ragu- I've got a, a, an agenda against him. I, I have, I, I have, have because it's, it's I taken think up
3: the refs. It's, it's not City's fault. It's, it's not Palace's fault. It's it's the referee's fault. Um, we 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 can only sort of take what we're given at the, on on the day.
0: And I, and I sort of get that to a point.
1: Um, listen, All right. So to... so here we go. Harland, Harland has his. Harland has his foot, at head height. There's a there's a picture somewhere of it at head height. that's not bending right the way down. He's just bending down a little bit. Harland kicks him in the head. Nothing. Nothing. I I, I don't get it. I can guarantee the other way round that that being De Bruyne and one of our players. There you go. I mean he's look at his foot. His foot. His, his toes have got to be just under his own chin. How is that? N- not in any way a free kick. How is that not a, a, like like a yellow card for dangerous play? Had that been our player, it would have gone off. I can guarantee it. It just it just annoys me. It's nothing against City. I'm just saying it's the referees absolutely crap themselves. They're so scared of the power that the power they hold that the money they have. It's the same as same at Liverpool. It's the same at. I mean, look at Man United. They're absolutely crap these days. But because they've been a big club for the last twenty odd years, they're still they're still working on Fergie time. They are. They're still getting favours from Alex Ferguson. And we've been. We know that. We all know that we have been the victims of Fergie time of Ferguson when he's not even been. You know, the the greatest thing was Ferguson. Hugging the referee before the 2016, 15 minutes at the 2016 final. And that referee had a nightmare against us. I'm just, I know the big teams, they can't see it, but when you see it the other way, I don't agree that it evens itself out. But I mean, that's not, we're not here to, to argue between ourselves about ref. Crap most of the time. Darren England should never, ever, ever be a referee. He is. He is up there with that fat lad John Wattsy's face, who referees from the centre circle. Um, <laughs> a, a sh- shocking! Yeah. He's a shocking referee. I'm glad he's been he's been replaced.
0: Right, We're going to move on. Trees, come to you, nice. I know you got your hand up. Um... Yeah.
2: All I was going to say is that incident with Harland and Anderson happened down our side, like down where we were towards the away supporter, and I have to say. In fairness, yeah. Anderson did actually, none of us that were in the away section actually thought that it was a red card or offence, because Anderson did put his head quite far down yeah, the pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The pictures are actually quite, yeah, they kind of just don't tell the full story. You know, I've been delighted if Harlan got sent off. Happy days.
1: We <laughs> do. No,
5: but, in, Did you see in, the comments on Match of the Day last night about Man United? Go on. Their, their triple handball, which no penalty was given for. Rolled well, Danny's arm, didn't it? Yeah. That they reckon that was just try to make up for the uh, handball that we got against Villa last week, trying to even VAR up. Certainly. So, if that's not
0: big, I mean, again, if that's Let's, not big club I'll be, I'll be yeah. staggered. Right. So. Uh, Haaland scored a 19th minute second half hat trick as the champions Man City fought back from two goals down to claim a thrilling Premier League victory over Crystal Palace. The visitors looked on course to win at the Etihad Stadium, the second consecutive season, the 2 0 lead at the break. Um, however, City's first effort uh, saw them reduce the arrears shortly after the break when Silver's shot was deflected in uh, off Crystal Palace defender. Up- Jeffrey Schluck, Passing in Guaita, Guaita. Um, and with the host now in complete control, Haaland took set stage. The big Norwegian nodding in Phil Foden's cross and uh, Drew Pegualio side level. And then Prodig in stone, Wayward shot complete to complete the turnaround. Um, right, I'm gonna go over to you guys at top north, okay, to discuss your second half of performance if you'd be so <coughs> kind. Um
3: everyone's talking about Haaland. I would prefer to talk about Bernardo Silva. <laughs> what an absolute star. He, he cut through the, the fence. Um, he, he, was, he was an unsung hero, I would say yesterday. Um, but yeah.
2: I mean, I think Mitchell going off was one of the turning points in the scores because Mitchell was immense yesterday. He shut down attackers. He was. He played a brilliant game. And unfortunately, when he went off injured, um, it kind of all fell apart from there. I think
0: I haven't actually seen it. And your point's well made. Too. Uh, I haven't actually seen any news this morning about the uh, severity of his injury. Um, anybody out in Facebook lane got any news? Put it in the chat because I'm reading every single one of your comments as they go through. And as far as your point guys about uh, Bernardo Silva I have to say to you that he's another one where I feel as though with Haaland coming in he's, he's been a little bit overshadowed uh, and uh, and you know, I think you put, again good good observation about him because he, he had a great game from what I saw and again I only saw limited bits of it so disappointing result really from, the, from our point of view Nigel anything else you want to add on to, on the actual game
5: itself No, uh, I'm agreeing with what Theresa said Mitchell going off uh, Richards came on, and uh, I think Man City saw him as a weakness. Uh, I think they targeted to sort of play play through him. Um, I think I think we'd have kept Mitchell on. We'd have at least had a point, I think. But and, and it's actual fact Simon Cribbin in Canada,
0: which has just made a good point that uh, at least one of the City goals was through. I think it was actually your second goal was through Eze's laziness. Uh, Mitchell was out there. Mitchell was trying to cover. Mitchell didn't know. It. I don't know. Was it But was it Silver to put the ball in for that? Uh, for your second goal. Uh, and it was a Eze. Eze's defensive um, role needs to be addressed. I'm coming to you right now, Jill. So I want you to do the chat as well. But it's, um, Eze was being lazy. He got caught. The ball went through between uh, Eze and Mitchell. Whoever
1: put the ball in and Harland did, did his job. Uh, chill. So, when Silver cut, uh, cut in from the right-hand side, he was allowed to run across the area exactly the same as what the team did against Liverpool. Uh, I know the, the deflection, I think, was off of Schluck instead of going into the top corner like this Liverpool. But it just reminded me of that goal. So, we're continuously letting players, instead of going to them, we're letting them run across the area. It's... Um, yeah, it's a uh, frustrating. Uh, Michael Herman said the uh, evening on um, Lee Lockwood's in for the first goal. Though uh, he allowed Silver to have a lovely stroll along the box to score. Uh, Daniel Garlic said not serious for Mitchell, and he will have be available for Tuesday. Um, I don't know we've heard that Daniel, but uh, I hope that is is uh, is proves to be correct. Um, Stephen Isles, we're still short of players, and we do need to do need some uh, decent backup. Uh, and Stephen Isles said, "Still think IU shouldn't be in the starting eleven. He shouldn't be in our squad. Seriously, I'd rather Here we have, go. I'd rather have a, a cat playing where he is because I like because I like cats. Um, but uh, <laughs> and now people are arguing amongst themselves <laughs> about IU. I." I love getting people riled up about Are you? It's it's fantastic. Someone you say, we need, need to stop buying right backs as well. Uh, Lee Foxey, yeah, stop buying right backs. We need we really need cover at left back. So, um, but yeah, uh, for me, we we need uh, we need another forward. But um, hopefully, when we get Gallagher, uh, it, we can get a forward as well. Treza.
2: Oh, you did all right yesterday. You worked hard. He was there for a lot of the action. He tracked back. He was defending. He was attacking. He didn't do anything wrong yesterday. He, he, he deserved to be in the squad yesterday. He worked hard.
1: I didn't say he didn't do anything wrong. He you leave.
2: You leave Jordan alone. Stop it, Nick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. We're not going to do the IU thing tonight. Jordan. Now you sound like, what's his name? The scouser on the telly who, who calls it Trent. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right.
0: Right. Uh, some stats, please, guys. Uh, so it was pretty inevitable where the stats were going to go. Uh, 74% uh, possession for City against our 25%. Shots on target, five for them, and they, of course, they didn't score four. Is that right? And yeah, and two, and two for us. Um, oh, shots on target, shots in total, City 18 against Palace's two. Uh, clearances three for Man City, 27 for Palace. Um, and yeah, I think that'll, that'll do. And offsides, uh, two for them, and a one for us. <coughs> It was very disappointing, really, because I think all the Palace fans got pretty excited at two 0 at halftime. It was one of those things where you think to yourselves, oh, "Just hang on, how do we hold this out?" But it wasn't. It just wasn't to be. Um, and you're talking about people, talking about uh, Gallagher, we're going to do that in a second when we start talking about some um, transfer news or transfer speculation. I know we don't normally do on this show. Thoughts from Patrick Vieira. What are your guys up there? What are your thoughts on Patrick Vieira, please? How's he doing as a coach for Palace? And I know amazing. he was revered as a player. Huh?
4: Absolutely amazing. He's brilliant.
3: Yeah, and I, I think you can see sort of Pep's way being introduced. You, you, you look at Arsenal, for example, with Arteta. Uh, Vieira is obviously uh, one of uh, Guardiola's wingmen. Uh, and again, he's. that I, I think they they've taken a lot. From from Guardiola and are starting to implement it. Uh, the the plan out from the back, uh, I think pretty much has, has changed uh, English football. Um, so yeah, I, 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 Vieira, what a, what a what a legend. In fairness, what an absolute legend, and it's a pleasure to see him sort of like top flight football.
4: He gets a good reaction as well, doesn't he? When I, he I, I was
3: going to
0: ask you that, how, how has he received?
4: Yeah, very much very
0: high yeah and respect for that and respect for that he said yesterday today i think we showed character. Uh, sorry uh, today i think we showed character <laughs> and discipline yeah. we can be we can be unlucky to go home with nothing the first half was a the perfect performance for an away team uh, and i think he's right notice he didn't mention the second half what he did say in his post match interviews was he was disappointed with um Everything we got right in the first half, we got wrong in the second half defensively. It's a bit like we were talking earlier with Man City. They're not great at the back, OK, but they are outstanding going forward. It All of that unraveled itself yesterday on, on both subjects. Uh, Matty Cannon saying PVE's uh, outstanding, doing a great job, probably won't get it right every time. And I think that actually showed itself with the other uh, last, yesterday with a couple of his substitutions. I know he was light on the bench yesterday, but we'll get it right most of the time. I feel safe with Patrick Guerrero and it's disappeared off screen. So uh, he's a born leader and a born winner. And I, I, I think that's fair enough. Um So what's coming up uh, for Palace over the next few days? We've got uh, some games, which are now, I believe, are winnable games. Uh, and I say, i, I and I'm not saying this with tongue in cheek. Our next next three fixtures, and they're coming thick and fast because of the abrupt end to the first half of the season. Uh Palace versus Brentford on Tuesday evening. Uh 7:30 kickoff at Sellers Park. Who's gonna be there? Are you see so you're gonna be there on Tuesday night.
2: Aren't you? No, I'm working.
0: Oh, uh, never mind. Okay, so there's a spare ticket going if anybody needs it. Contact Theresa Baker at TheresaBaker.com. Okay. uh yeah. <laughs> And then we are away at Newcastle, uh, and that is in the league as opposed to the uh, Carabao Cup. That's Saturday the third of September at three pm. Another three pm kickoff at Palace. we getting they're coming th- thick and fast. And then the other one that's another home game that is, in my opinion, really really winnable. We are on uh, on the eleventh of September at four thirty in the afternoon. We are at home at Man United. Now. Everybody knows what I think about anything that red comes out of either Merseyside or Manchester. I think I've made that perfectly clear. Um, it, it, again, the way they're playing at the moment, that's a winnable game as well. I think that if I'm honest with you, the toughest game out of that is not Newcastle, is not Man United, it's actually Brentford. I think Brentford are they're very very much an unknown quantity. Joe, your thought, in fact, actually Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot. Nigel, i come to you and then Trezor. From, the, from those three games, Brentford, home, uh, Newcastle, away, Man United at home. How many points, please? Nigel, collate this information because we'll discuss it in a few weeks' time. Joe. One. You think we're going to get one point?
5: Really? Is that all you're going to say? Okay, Nigel. I do. Uh, I'm going five. Ooh. Um I, 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 We do a win up here at St James's. I've got a feeling the two home games will be uh ones each. So Thank you. I'm, I'm going five points. Right, and in the chat,
0: Tom Clark Samuel saying seven points. Keith Diamond saying five points. Anybody else out there? Uh, out those three games, what are we gonna? What are we gonna do? Not in the forest. Uh, George is saying not in the forest will be tricky. Newcastle. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying there, George. I can't see it. Stephen asks. He's saying three. Paul Holden saying four. Uh, Mark Willis is saying he's going seven. Andy Stacey's going seven. Very optimistic. Miss Baker, over to you. Seven. 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 (laughs) I haven't got any paddles. (laughs) Sorry. I haven't got any paddles. Paul Paul Wilshire's saying four points. Uh, Lucy is saying five points. John CPFC is saying two points. Michael Herman. Evening, Michael. When are we having that beer, mate? Been a minute too long now. Uh, five points. Uh, Charlie Byrne saying three points, and Paul Wilshire is saying four points. Rob Donovan is saying six. Um, blimey! And they're, they're flooding. So loads of people out there watching us at the moment. So good evening, and thank you for wherever you are joining us in the world. Okay, please like, share, and subscribe to Red and Blue Review. Tell all your friends, your families. If you've got family in uh, other countries in the world, or even worse than that, you've got family up north. Why would you do that? Just <laughs> Um Seriously, so where does that leave us in the table? So we had that tough start, and we did have a tough start. Uh, we're we're currently sitting in thirteenth place. I think most of us, if we were brutally honest, when we saw the beginning, the, the opening fixtures of the season, we we would have been quite happy with with that as a with four four points. Um, maybe we we if we'd have played a little bit better in second half, we would say we could have done that. Well, somebody said oh, it's twelfth place, Nick. We're in twelfth place. That's what I said, wasn't it?
5: Didn't I say twelfth place? Or did I say thirteenth?
0: No, thirteenth. Did I? Sorry. sorry, Lucy. I just got told off by the producer. Okay, we're in twelfth place, uh, but we're still on four points, and it's uh, and we've definitely got some winnable games. Look at where we would push up if we beat Brentford on Tuesday night. We would then jump if we could take Man United uh we have a very and even possibly even newcastle depending on how the results go um okay thanks lucy right what we're going to do and we're going to do a little bit of speculation if you don't mind i'm not doing this off any notes we're just going to have a discussion with everybody out on facebook land and you lot what do you think we know don't forget tuesday is a two nine and a half past seven kickoff yes i did say that tom thank you um what do, we, what do we need in the transfer window? And ladies and gentlemen out Facebook land, we are going to be doing, assuming that we do some business during the day on Thursday. I, I don't know if anybody else is jumping on with me, but I will do the transfer deadline show on uh, Tuesday evening. Nigel, you coming on? Yeah, I'll produce. Thank you, mate. So uh, he can keep his eye on the tickers as, as things are happening because I believe, and I know I've said this in the past, but I believe that we're going to have quite a busy Uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week, and uh, I know we've all touched on it and uh, uh, alluded to it a little bit, that the Conor Gallagher and the Wilf Zaha thing is actually growing in momentum. Even today, uh, even today, Carl Davis has actually mentioned it on Twitter that uh, the Conor Gallagher thing on loan only, and Joe was talking about a possible swap deal, but on loan only is... Palace have actually opened negotiations with Chelsea to take Conor Gallagher back on loan. Um, what else do we need? Striker and midfielder, Tom says. Stephen says, striker and winger. Trees at- I'm, yeah, i back. I'm going to do you in a minute. I'm going to go with Trees first. Trees, what do you think we need? <clears throat>
2: um, I think if we lose Will, we'll need at least another two players to replace him um i think we should go for for gallagher and i'd be surprised if those talks haven't been going since the start of the transfer window i don't think that we're going to lose Wilf because viera has given no indication that Wilf has even said that he wants to go anywhere and vieras you know has already come out and said that he wants experience in the team and why would Wilf? he's sold now when he's going to be a free agent he can go
0: wherever he wants next season, next season anyway doesn't make well, any sense well yeah i'll give you the counter to that t that if we don't sell him now okay we will get a fee for him be it uh 30 25 million 30 million for him now okay if we leave it to january okay we uh, let his contract run down in June, he can start talking to other clubs in January, sign uh, pre-contract agreements with them Okay, and we will get nothing come uh, 31st of July. Uh, Nigel, your thoughts, what do we need? Um,
5: We definitely need a left back and I say, if Zaha goes, we need somebody to replace him. I say we need equal quality to what's going out if he leaves. I think... uh, we, we we could take uh, Conor Gallagher back. We, we you know sort of, we would find room for him. But, uh, even though he hasn't played that
0: well at Chelsea, even though he got sent off yesterday.
5: So I, he, I, think, he, I, think I think he's frustrated at Chelsea. He's yeah. he's he's not been able to play the way he wants. He's been um,
2: playing defence in Chelsea. He's been playing as centre back. That's not his position.
5: Exactly. Yeah.
0: At the facebook land i'm reading your comments what do we need what do we need come thursday
1: uh gel i'd like your opinion please forwarded a winger for me uh full and, and i'd love Gallagher i really would love gallagher and I, I just think he i just think he will come i think i think he'll have a nightmare at Chelsea um the other thing what i keep seeing mentioned is is the fee that we We do need to pay, man. I think if we lose Wilf to uh, Chelsea and then get um, Gallagher in, I think some arbitration will will be done on the value of of the deal, and then we'll have to part with 25% of Man United. Okay. Lou?
2: Talking of Man United, Nick. Oh, I'd
0: rather we didn't. (laughs)
2: So, <laughs> um, can we have wamba bissaka back?
0: Okay, we'll do that one in a minute. Lou, from what you've seen of us, okay, and I know you've seen us a little bit, can you think of a player that would suit our, our needs?
4: You've got to get Gallagher back, definitely. He was amazing um, at the Etihad last season. Um, so, um, yeah. And the thing... I, I sometimes don't have an issue when a player, I know it sounds really weird, I don't have an issue sometimes when a player gets sent off because they're actually just getting stuck in and they're actually like really, really fighting for the team. Sometimes you think, well, it's better than being lazy and, you know, letting the ball go and do nothing about it and things like that. Um, and yeah, maybe he's not happy there, but yeah, I don't know, you've got to keep Zaha as well. He's a Palace player.
0: He plays oh, yeah. the best way. I'm going to throw some counter-arguments into everything all of you have said, okay? Uh, the only way we will keep Zaha if nobody else comes in for him and we then offer him an extension of his contract, which I know is on the table. Um, I, I can't see it. For those of you who want Gallagher back, okay, uh, we now have Cech Decore playing in the midfield. Where does Gallagher sit with Eze, Elise, uh Gallagher, um, and whoever else I've missed out in the midfield? Where does Gallagher play now? Okay, because uh, obviously, Czech Kowate is gone. I know the manager want, wanted initially to buy two or having two extra midfielders. Well, he got one of them in Cech, um, yeah, Decore. I keep getting Czech Decore and uh, Kowate mixed up, but uh, Decore uh, now is in, and so therefore he still needs another one at least. Uh, the other bit of news coming out of the club today that uh, I, and Joe, you may not be aware of this, and I know you're a fan, is that. Uh, uh, Finoid wants uh, your man back, Mister Um I don't think uh, Gyro Riederwald is in Patrick Vieira's plans. If I'm honest with you, he's keep he keeps being left out. Not just the first team squad, okay, but he's actually not in the match day squad either. Um, so I can see outgoings. We're going to need some outgoings to fund the incomings. Somebody just mentioned sar from uh, Watford. Yeah, I know we're massively keen on him, massively keen on Sol. Uh, The trouble is, he's after big bucks. Aston Villa pulled away because not only was he after massive bucks, but his own personal terms were colossal. Well, hang on a minute. Just wind your necks in, those of you want Sol. I think he's an outstanding player. He is technically going to be a Wilfred Zaha replacement in time when he's ready. But, okay, haven't we just moved away from Kuate's massive deal, Benteke's massive 120 grand a week. Uh, we're going to lose Zaha on 130 grand a week. We're moving away from that style of contract, although he fits our criteria with in terms of age, okay, and what we can get from him in the future. Jill, do you know much about SAR from Watford? Uh, and, and I know what I know you're pretty close to things like the price structure. Your thoughts?
1: No, he's uh. I know he's a good player. I mean, he's very, very fast. But I think he was prone to injury last year. I know he scored a goal from the halfway line or from in his own half in the last couple of weeks. But um, the the sort of money and wages that they're, they're talking about for him now, I'm sure unless, I don't know, unless we've got a cash injection coming from somewhere, we definitely can't afford him and Gallagher. So unless Wolf's on his way out. So I don't know. I really don't know. The Bit about gyro, I think gyro's had was he had two or three years now to try and prove himself? He's not being picked by, by any of the managers, so it looks like you know he's got to go. So, yeah, so we've only got to wait another few days, haven't we? So, yeah, and I think what we're going to do there is we're going to draw a line under that and say, yeah,
0: let's wait a few uh, those few days. I will jump on sometime, during the evening. ladies and gentlemen out in Facebook land. Please come and join me, especially if something's happening. If you're aware of a signing, make no mistake. I think I finish work at four o'clock on Thursday. I will, you know, I can be prepared. I'll be prepared to jump on at any point during the evening. But like we will do a normal show during the course of the evening, assuming we have signed some players. If we have the usual shitty frustration, Crystal Palace transfer deadline day, and nothing's going on, then I won't bother. But, gel. Um, Nigel Teresa, thank you for joining me as always, and we'll do it all again this time next week. But most importantly, for Pat and Lou up to, up north, okay, go and put some fire, <laughs> some coal on the fire, okay. Give it a bit. Of smoke. <laughs> Pat, and- can I,
3: mate, mate, Nick? May I just say hello to Darren Fraser, one of your um, one of your fans. He's uh, a good friend of mine. I miss him loads, and uh, <laughs> give him a wave. And when you've done
0: that, Pat, you, you need to go and walk the whip. It okay? Uh, put your cap on and all the rest of it. Listen, seriously, guys, it. I absolutely thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining. Us. You've been great fun, and I, and I knew you'd be absolutely natural. I mean, if anybody can talk as much as Teresa, I knew you'd be good, and you can. So. Can I just, well,
4: Nick? Um, is there any way that you can maybe send us a link um, for the charity for the the Fummy page? And then of we'll do we'll it. It's on the bottom. Twitter um that, yeah it's actually no, going trying.
0: through it's actually going through on screen right now
4: but yeah we'll, we'll put it on our, our the city twitter feed and try and get
0: some cash as well do you know what and, and, and make sure make sure you tell them who it's from say it's from man city fans okay because what did happen in all seriousness and i'll just finish off on this what did happen it did snowball a little bit i mean palace know, did a m- massive work on it okay and hartleypool fans did massive work on it but other fans from different clubs up and down the country started to get wind of what was going on and they were jumping on and the city fans did the same. All credit to you all. Ladies and gentlemen in Facebook land and wherever you are listening or watching on podcasts or in your ears, please please like, share, and subscribe. We will be back on Thursday, but we'll also be back again next Sunday. I don't know what the line is. On behalf of myself and this wonderful team in front of me, so please take care, stay safe, and we'll see you again soon. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.
1: Good on.